as I understand it. Rectangle of mediocrity. Wow, Craig, that was some outstanding stuff. Whatever, Kevin. You sound like a real nerd. I'm grooving. Now I'm going off on a rant. Our guests are the meat to our stale bread. When I wake up, well, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who wakes up next to you. When I go out, yeah, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who goes along with you. But I will walk 500 and one. miles and I will walk 500 and one. All right, it is another edition of the Channel Partners Podcast. It's called Coffee with Craig and Kevin. My name is Craig Galbraith. I'm the executive editor for Channel Partners and Channel Futures. Joining me, as always, is our director of business development, the man who once competed as an Olympic speed walker, Mr. Kevin Morris. Kevin, how are you? <laughs> oh, Craig. I am a member of the McCall Street in Rockville, Maryland, uh, speedwalking team. <laughs> so uh, if we had a local speedwalking thing, I would definitely be in the Olympics. I do go for my walk jogs in the morning, and as a matter of fact, uh, I was joined by a few deer this morning, and they did not speedwalk. They speed ran uh, very fast. Speed galloped, I should probably say. I can imagine they were scared of you. They were. We did have a nice conversation on the MSP 501, however, which we'll get into later. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about that in just a minute. The speedwalker thing, though, I brought that up because I came across a a classic video from Almost Live, which was a, a sketch comedy show that was done locally in Seattle back when I was in college. So we're, we're going back a ways here. They had a recurring character who was the speedwalker uh, superhero, and that was actually played by Bill Nye, the science guy, who actually sort of got his start through that show. He did uh, some of the science stuff on that show as well, and then he rose to his current claim to fame. This looks like a job for Speedwalker! Bill Nye um, on Almost Live out of the Seattle area. I mean, one could say it's like our podcast, Almost Live. Yes, Almost Live, although that was actually a funny show, not almost funny. <laughs> well played and, and again true, Craig. I got to tell you, though, even though we're almost funny, I am super pumped up about this podcast as it is the MSP 501 edition and more than just a local deer are into it. Uh, <laughs> I can see why you took the uh, Proclaimers for your DJ turn and did the 500 Miles song with a slight modification. It's unfortunate that you made me sing. Our audience is going to regret your decision there. But, At least it was uh, only two words. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. But I think it's mostly just because we like complete and utter nonsense on this podcast. It's true. And it's hard to believe, seriously, though, that the MSP 501 has rolled around again. This is the program that recognizes some of the biggest and most successful managed service providers in the world. In the world, Kevin. Wow, that's yeah. global. It's really hitting its stride. A big congrats to our own senior editor, Chris Blackman, who runs that program for us. Great job. It'd be really interesting if we had an MSP from Venus as one of the 501. Yeah, it sounds like a limerick I've heard in the past. <laughs> an MSP <laughs> from Venus. <laughs> in all seriousness, though, Craig, uh, 
I believe I heard, and as I understood it, the number of applications for the MSP501 grew by 35% over last year's number. You did hear that, Kevin. You heard that from me. I told you that as we were preparing for this podcast. Uh, Still brilliant of you to bring up that uh, quality note there. Ah, shucks, Craig. You don't really need to patronize me, buddy. (laughs) What's great is that we're going to have Chris on the show in just a bit, uh, Kevin. She's been neck deep in the 501 with the list just released and an accompanying webinar. All that plus she's at DadoCon in San Diego. Nonetheless, she found a few minutes to spend with us two goofballs, pretty much because I begged her to. And she's going to tell us about how our Channel Futures team selected the elite members of this year's MSP 501. We really got to thank Chris for joining us because it's perfect timing. As we all know, it leads to the second annual MSP 501 Awards Dinner and Gala at Channel Partners Evolution in Washington, D.C. We had such a great time last year at our first one. We had roughly 200 people in the room, 200 MSPs, so hoping to improve on that number. Uh, Quickly becoming one of the highlights of the fall event, Craig. Absolutely, Kevin. We'll get to that discussion with Chris in just a minute. Also, later in the show, we'll have Brian Reynolds from TBI. He's going to be a good sport and put up with some of my millennial harassment. You're so rough on millennials, Craig. I know. I'm rough on them. Uh, it's actually the first in a three-part series we'll have with Brian leading up to Evolution. He, of course, is the host of our Thunderdome sessions. Thunderdome. But he's just a raggedy man. Which also are one of our so-called new traditions at our ships. But first, as I understand it, Kevin, you've been up to a fair amount of sporting activities of late, which naturally sets us up for a... Personal detail. Craig, you are correct. Believe it or not, um, I do, and and I did used to play a few sports. So I actually took golfing back up this year after the uh, debacle that was at Channel Partners Evolution in Philadelphia last year. And, (laughs) you know, it took the boy out golfing. So we went and we played a quick executive course, which is kind of a course for beginners or seniors, and uh, hacked it around a little bit, and neither one of us got hurt or hurt anyone else. So I'd call that a win, and then... Also, this was a couple weeks ago, but uh, I did a Girls on the Run 5K with my daughter. Um, For those that don't know, Girls on the Run is a great after-school group activity that teaches uh, younger kids, younger women, uh, how to, you know, one, work together, all about teamwork, two, empowerment, and uh, just how to be themselves and succeed in today's environment. So I always thought Girls on the Run was a Paul McCartney song. No, that's banned on the run, Craig, oh. that you're thinking of. Excellent song, mind yeah. you. Pretty soon, uh, with your silly jokes, it's going to be podcast on the run. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so just a great organization. It was fun to get out there and run a 5K with her and, again, not get hurt and not hurt anyone else. Uh, what have you been up to, buddy? You know, some of the same. Uh, our weather here in the greater Phoenix metropolitan area hasn't been too bad for a June. We had a few hot days here last week. But I got back into the hiking thing after taking about a month off. You'll recall on our last podcast, I talked about my back injury. I'm sure you everyone uh, yeah, everyone is very concerned. I received uh, many cards in the mail. No, oh, that, that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't get any, actually. Yeah, my uh, bad. But I'm not bitter. Let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, but got back into the hiking thing. Uh, the wife and I really enjoy that. So we've got many very popular hiking trails here in our area and some that are, you know, a little off the beaten path too. So you don't run into all the tourists. Uh, so we take advantage of those. It's been great. Like I say, it hasn't been too awfully hot, especially on the weekends. Well, Craig, that sounds pretty awesome, but I think our audience has had enough of you returning to your newscaster days. So there was a look at the five-day forecast, and, and I think maybe <laughs> it's definitely time to get back down to business. And, uh, you know, we should bring in Chris Blackman as soon as possible because being the president of the rectangle of mediocrity, we should really get to these award winners because awards are super hard to come by for me. <laughs> you and me both, brother. All right, Kevin, really excited to welcome in one of our own staffers, the senior editor of the MSP 501, our very own Chris Blackman. Chris, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're doing very doing well. well. Yes, and we're excited for the release of the MSP 501. Just happened here. Why don't you start off by telling our audience a little bit about the 501, how it came to be, and where it is now. Sure. So the 501 is a 12-year-old program um, that recognizes the top MSPs in the world. When we first started 12 years ago, it was uh, the MSP 100, and it grew to the MSP 250. Um, and then today we're the 501 and, you know, we've had um, a pretty static uh, approach to, you know, crunching the data and developing rankings. And then a few years ago, working with Jim Lippy, who is now over at Kaseya, my colleague TC Doyle um, and Jim came together with a new methodology that uh, it, it weights different revenue streams differently. So last year was the first year that we got to tap into that historical data. Uh, so we were able to, to produce a much more rigorous study. And our community profile has just grown and grown. So last year was a record number for applications. And this year we received 35% year-over-year growth from last year in applications. So it just seems to be one of those programs that's really resonating and taking off. Wow, that's fantastic growth. Yeah, we were really pleased, clearly. That is awesome. I hope there's a podcast 5001 out there, Chris, because then maybe Craig and I could find ourselves on it. <laughs> oh, God. As long as I don't have to crunch the data, you guys do whatever list you want. There's very little data to crunch here, let me tell you that, Chris. <laughs> Speaking of crunching the data, um, this past week, of course, again, as Craig alluded to, was a very exciting one because the winners were revealed on Tuesday during a webinar, and for our audience that might be experiencing some FOMO because they weren't able to make that webinar, what did they miss and, and where can they find uh, the winners you know, today if, if they didn't have a chance to stop by the webinar? So we have the full rankings um, on the site. You have to register in order to see them. We also have the webinar from earlier this week. Um, if you'd like to tune into that, the recording for that is up on the site as well. And so kind of the highlights, once again, for the third year in a row, Sirius Computer Solutions takes the top spot. So they must be doing something right over there. For sure. Uh, you know, our, our total revenues for all of our 501ers went up. Uh, recurring revenues also went up. Again, you know, that increase in applications really made the competition much more stiff this year. 
And there were several highlights that came out of the data this year. Uh, we asked more specific questions about managed security services and exploring that opportunity. We heard a lot from uh, the 501 applicants about their biggest business opportunities coming up in the next uh, 12 months. And there's a lot in there about convergence. MSPs wanting to move into UCAS. Some are looking into consulting. Some are looking into things that come out of all of the private equity money flowing into the space and the M&A going on. They're franchising their businesses or looking to be acquired. Everyone seems to be really interested to see how that part is going to play out over the next year. Glad you mentioned Sirius, Chris, and uh, congratulations to them. Uh, when Kevin heard that they had uh, won, he told me that he subscribes to their satellite radio service and I had to tell him, no, not the same company. <laughs> Craig, that was between us, buddy. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what stays on the podcast? Well, you know how that goes. <laughs> Doesn't stay on the podcast. All right. So, Chris, and I understand that there is a new program associated with the 501 that was just announced this week. Also, why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, so, you know, over the last year, we've implemented several different um, initiatives in addition to the, you know, long-time um, rankings that we've always done. We've started to do vendor-specific Partner of the Year awards. As a matter of fact, just this week at Datto, um, I was lucky enough to present TPX Communications with the Datto MSP 501 Partner of the Year award. And then we've really been bringing our 501ers more into our editorial coverage. Uh, we reach out to them whenever we're trying to understand a trend or wrap our heads around something. And it's really become more of a community. You know, last year at both of our large conferences, um, you know, there were a lot of conversations that were struck up between the 501ers, uh, between the vendors who's sponsoring them and our own editors. So since it's grown so large, since our applicant pool has grown so large and what we do with this data has expanded so much. This year, we established the 501er community. This is to take it beyond the competitive ranking list because we feel like we're seeing a lot more, um, what's the fancy word, co-opetition, <laughs> a lot more partnership between, uh, <laughs> between MSPs, uh, a lot more discussion, a lot more um, types of things that you see you know, more around peer groups. So every company who's ever applied for the 501 uh, is eligible to receive the designation of the 501 or community company. We're really hoping that that'll pull us together as an actual community. And then we've chosen to honor several of the uh, 2018 MSP 501ers who over the last year have been really instrumental in helping us engage that community, constantly responding to comments for editorial coverage, uh, speaking at our events, that type of thing. And we are honoring them as MSP 501er community builders. And some of those are on the 2019 list and some of them aren't. Uh, but either way, they have really played a big part in evolving us from just that competitive ranking list into this new program that we're launching. Chris, that sounds outstanding. And, you know, you mentioned community and, of course, the largest channel community gathering in the latter half of the year is Channel Partners Evolution, which will be in Washington, D.C., my home city, woohoo, uh, this fall. Yeah, so you know, they're coming to my town, uh, so I'll show you a good time. You know, everybody, come on, 3,200 of you. Come on to my house, my house, I'm gonna give you candy. At Channel Partners Evolution, once again, we're gonna have our second annual MSP 501 Awards Dinner, which has really become quite the gala. 
Uh, can you tell our audience a little bit about what the top MSPs can expect if they uh, decide to come out and see us at the gala? Yeah, so like you mentioned, this is the second year we're doing this. Um, last year, it was really more of an experiment. You know, we wanted to be able to give the IT channel their version of the Oscars. The people who make the 501 really demonstrate excellence in their business, in their strategies, and their ability to take risks and support their customers. So we really wanted to make them feel special. So we devised this awards gala, big fancy schmancy affair with a dinner, champagne toast, lightsabers at the after party. And this year it promises to be even better. We've got some very special guests that'll be joining us. Hopefully more wine available than we did last year. Our 501 <laughs> go through that pretty fast. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so once again, we'll be uh, honoring the 2019 MSP 501ers, um, recognizing them publicly and giving them the Academy Awards that they deserve. I can hear the music now. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> well, Chris, thanks so much for taking the time to fill us in on everything 501 related. Looking forward to the gala at uh, Channel Partners Evolution that you just talked about. And a big congratulations to you and, and everybody who worked on the 501. But uh, folks should know you're the driving force. And you did a terrific job once again. So congratulations. Well, thank you. All that means is that I'm the prime person bossing people around. <laughs> the team really did all the hard, well, all the hard work. <laughs> <laughs> all right, take care. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Probably uh, later today since we work together. <laughs> I would imagine so. Until then, have a cool. great afternoon. Thanks so much, Chris. Bye, guys. That, Kevin, was absolutely great. Chris wrapped up the 501 perfectly and hopefully encourage some of the MSPs in our podcast audience to apply for the 2020 awards in the event they're just now learning about the 501 or didn't get an application in in time this year. Yeah, you got that right, Craig. You know, the MSP 501, uh, if you were on the webinar, you heard some great stats about the increasing revenues and the amount of recurring revenue these MSPs are making in addition to the diversity of their solution portfolios just expanding, which is always great. Really looking forward to the MSP 501 Awards Dinner, which we alluded to earlier at Channel Partners Evolution. And actually, Craig, speaking of evolution... We should probably tell our audience about our new Alliance Makers program. I think that is a terrific idea, but first, I, I got a question for you. Bring it to me. Did our buddy Digi, our digital services robot mascot, take over your body and your brain in just that last minute? Because that sounded really intelligent. No, Craig. Digi did not take over my body and my brain. I was hoping we'd get through a podcast without bringing up Digi, but uh, nevertheless, uh, you, uh, you went there. Well, when I was preparing some of these ideas for our podcast today, I realized that we didn't talk about Digi in our last podcast, and we we really can't go two podcasts without at least bringing him up in some fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay, so you mentioned the Alliance Makers program. Kevin, glad you brought this up. Uh, the program's actually underway and will reach its pinnacle, if you will, at Evolution. Indulge me for a minute, my friend. Be happy to, as long as you don't bring up Digi again. I'll try not to, at least for another couple minutes. <laughs> so the Alliance Makers program, and I'm going to work backward here a little because I'm a little backward, as our audience knows, uh, culminates on Thursday, September 12th. That is the last day of evolution. It's really the best thing we've ever done on so-called getaway day, and will no doubt bring in those attendees who might normally be packing their bags to catch their flights. Well, 
Book your flights later this year because we're going to debut the Evolution Shark Stage. In the Expo Hall. From 10.30 to 11.30 that morning, we're going to have six vendors looking for relationships with distributors and master agents make their best pitch to our channel Sharks. We've already lined up decision makers from Ingram Micro, Micro Corp, and other top masters and disties to make the call. Is this vendor and its channel program line card material? No doubt you'll want one of those spots to make a pitch, and that vetting process is already underway. Well, Craig, let me stop you right there. It seems you're nearly out of breath. Do you uh, mind if I jump in here? Yes, please do. The Alliance Makers program is also going to feature roundtables at Channel Partners Evolution. We're setting up an Alliance Makers zone on the Evolution show floor where you can take part in discussions facilitated by our experts. Topics include getting noticed by masters and disties. I mean, who doesn't want that? Identifying the best routes to market. Who doesn't need that? How to reach the new breed of channel partner? We absolutely have to have that. Best ways to optimize a channel program? Uh, boom, and more. This is an incredible opportunity for suppliers in our audience. We're not just about partners in our event programming, Craig. That's right, Kevin. Thanks for uh, relieving me for a bit there. And continuing to work backward, you won't want to miss the upcoming webinar on July 10th. Kevin, I sent you a meeting notice. Don't want you to miss it. Much appreciated. That features the JS Group's Janet Shines, our Channel Influencer of the Year, also formerly of Verizon and Office Depot, who will moderate the Shark Stage. I think they're getting tired of this, Craig. <laughs> I certainly am. At Evolution. <laughs> you can find much more detail, including information on registering for that webinar, on the landing page for this podcast on Channel Partners Online. Kevin, this truly is the most compelling thing we've ever done on that last day of the show, aside from you finding the bacon bar somewhere. It's funny you bring that up because, as I understand it, I think it's the third usage of that on this podcast, but we are also going to be upgrading the breakfast served on the show floor this time around. So, oh yeah, Craig. So I think between this Alliance Makers program, seeing what new vendors are out there that have great solutions to pitch to these masters and disties, I think it's great for the suppliers and the partners. I mean, just... Excellent content, a better breakfast. It's a win-win. you got to book that flight later on Thursday. Maybe even stay overnight. D.C., that's my hometown. You want to hang out? You want to go? Let's go to some of the local pubs afterwards, celebrate a successful conference. I'll show you around. Definitely book that flight later. Stay another day. We love you here in D.C. I just got to tell you, Craig, I, I can't wait, as Bart Scott once said. Yes, very nice analogy, simile, metaphor, uh, whatever you want to call that. You know, there's another reason to get all excited, and I know your heart's all a flutter over the new things at Evolution, but I've got another reason to feel all mushy and gushy inside, and that's our next guest here on the podcast. Let's bring him in. All right, Kevin, great opportunity to welcome in Brian Reynolds, Director of Sales Operations from TBI. Brian is joining us for the first in a series of appearances here on the podcast. Brian, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys today? Excellent. It doing should be great. noted uh, to our audience that I once introduced you at the uh, Channel Partners Conference and Expo stage as a young whippersnapper. Do you recall that? 
I absolutely recall recall that, and I think I rolled my eyes a little bit right before I started speaking. You most definitely <laughs> did, and and I appreciated that actually as a bit of a sarcastic wit myself. Um, <laughs> it was awesome. It was a great time. You guys are starting to do uh, uh, produce a lot of video content over there, Brian, at TBI, and we love the channel news video segment that really catches your audience up on not only the latest with TBI, but also some industry news. And first of all, I guess I would ask if you're trying to run us out of business because Kevin and I are the industry news kings. Come on now. <laughs> no, we, I, we wouldn't do that at all. Uh, you guys all right. All right. We appreciate that. But we're going to keep our eye on you. Um, so why don't you tell us more about what you're trying to accomplish with these videos? You know, there's so much noise in our industry. It's really hard to keep things straight, whether it's learning about like a new cloud vendor or another as a service solution brought into the channel or, or vendor mergers and acquisitions. We want to make it as easy as possible for our partners to stay informed um, and also educated on what matters not only to them, but also to their customers. And the news in particular was a way that we could accomplish that. But all of our video content is actually created with that goal in mind. And knowing our audience consists primarily of business owners and salespeople, we try to deliver the content as quickly as possible in the interest of their time and try to keep it as digestible as possible for them as well. Great stuff, Brian. I've watched a few of these videos, and I've found that if people close their browsers when the videos appear to be over, it's a colossal mistake because there are some great bloopers you include at the end. Now, one could say that Craig and I's podcast here is just one big blooper reel, but uh, <laughs> could you uh, you know, talk to our audience about the idea of including some humor in there? Yeah, it's, it's definitely our favorite part of the news, and all credit goes to Emily on this one. She, she's the one that kind of gets the content stood up and I just kind of show up and I'm the pretty face. But, you know, Emily and I are friends, so we kind of have that banter back and forth on a daily basis. And this time the camera's just rolling. And I, I think the blooper reel at the end gives our viewers an idea of who we are as actual humans. You know, corporate world is so serious. B2B technology can be dull at times. And I think it's kind of our quote-unquote millennial way of keeping things lighthearted and fun. On the other hand, though, now that we've kind of set that bar, we are having to come up with something fun to talk about to do for every show, and that can be very difficult, as both of you know as well. And being funny is hard, right? So, I mean, there are some times that we sit down and start shooting, and Emily and I will look at each other, and we'll just be like, okay, so what are we going to talk about this time at the end? And Sometimes we don't even know, and eventually by the end we actually have something to talk about, or we just wing it, and Emily screws up a bunch of times and curses, and that's funny, and we just show that at the end. <laughs> yes, we uh, we understand that completely, and you're right, comedy <laughs> is hard, uh, being funny is hard. Kevin hasn't even figured that out once yet, so uh, I, I'm Oof. hoping for him. Well, I'm just funny looking, so I have that going for me. <laughs> oh, well, Natural talent. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, Brian, you play the role of, uh, I guess, game show host or ringmaster at our Thunderdome sessions at the Channel Partners Conference and Expo and Channel Partners Evolution. We've got another one uh, lined up, well, actually a series lined up for Evolution this fall, so we're going to be keeping you busy. Uh, one of them is going to be our first ever 5G Thunderdome. Uh, for people in our audience who haven't attended these, maybe you could talk about them a little bit and what you hope the attendees will get out of them. Yeah, so it's actually a lot of fun. Everybody's seen a panel here and there, and they can be 
beneficial, they can be informational, but it kind of depends on the audience. With the Thunderdome panel, it's set up in kind of a different way. And the best way I like to describe it, or I've heard it described, is it's kind of like a live buyer's guide for a particular product. And you hear it directly from the vendor themselves. And, you know, if you're in like a competitive sales situation and there's competitors that are bidding against each other, you don't necessarily hear them say exactly what they're saying to the customer. And this was a way to get them all in the same room at the same time and ask them pointed questions that customers might ask or that partners might ask and then hold them accountable to what they're saying by putting them right next to their competitor. So we had to ban all sharp objects when we did this, and even microphones can sometimes be used as weapons. So we have to keep an eye out there. And it's a lot of fun because, you know, if you sold the products that we're talking about, like, for example, this fall we're doing 5G, we've done UCAS, we've done SD-WAN, we've done all kinds of things. But if you've sold that product a lot and you're an expert in it, or if you've never sold the product before, these Thunderdome panels are actually very beneficial because we'll get questions that are very technical in nature, but we'll also get questions like, how do you describe SD-WAN to a six-year-old and how does it make sense? And some of the questions or some of the answers that we get are quite awesome for the audience to hear. And we'll even ask questions like, hey, what do you suck at? And then hold them accountable to actually answer those questions. And Don't ask overall, us that. it's very informational. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> overall, it's very informational, and it's also a good time with a little bit of humor in there as well. We can get heated at times, but that's the beauty of it. And we just come back, and we're friends at the end, and then we just do it again in the next show. Brian, those are really amazing. You do a great job moderating them as well, especially we get to see you in full-blown hockey goalie gear, which is which is always a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was going to channel my inner Tina Turner this year, but I couldn't find a chain link dress. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, when someone asks me what do I suck at, it, my first response is, well, how long do you have? <laughs> <laughs> so, so now we get to what I would say is my, I mean, all this stuff is awesome, but what is my favorite part of the podcast, and, and that is the segment we're calling RPQ, Brian, or Random Personal Question. Craig, do you want to break it down for him and our audience? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Brian, you're not the guinea pig. This is now the second time we've done it. We had Max Silber from Mettel on our last show, and we spun the wheel, and that's what I'm going to do here in just a minute and see which of our randomly selected questions uh, comes up. Uh, and he was asked uh, which TV dad uh, he preferred, Andy Taylor from Mayberry or Homer Simpson, of course, from The Simpsons. So you will get a very similar, completely random question. Random personal question. We've got fun and games. If you don't like the question, you can get it. It's Craig's wheel you can blame. All right. Attempt number two wasn't much better than the first one, but uh, way to give it a shot, buddy. Hey, I don't think anyone can do Axl Rose but Axl, but I gave it a shot. Brian, are you ready to go? I am absolutely ready. Yeah, he's not even scared, Kevin. No, well, he moderates Thunderdomes, Craig. I mean, wow. come on. There you go. All right, here we go. <laughs> no whammies. No whammies. No whammies. Hey! Okay. 
We have landed on what or who is your favorite musician or artist all time and why? Oh my gosh, that's that's a really tough question. I actually majored in music in college, so oh, wow. I've, I've got a lot. So I, I think it's actually kind of like what mood I'm in at the time or who I'm obsessed with at the time. I told myself before coming on here that I was going to be honest with these, these questions. And currently, and you may laugh at this, but currently I'm obsessed with Taylor Swift. She just came out with a brand new song and it is so catchy. And that's just kind of who I'm obsessed with now. But, you know, it can change. You know, it could be like James Taylor one time. It could be ACDC. But right now it is Taylor Swift and I am not ashamed. Bring it on. Nothing to be ashamed about. I mean, she's tough. It's tough to shake it off when it comes to Taylor Swift. That's no right. That's oh, right. boy. Yeah. There he goes again. <laughs> no, that's, that's awesome to have an eclectic taste, a, a variety of, of things. But uh, music major, well, that, that would have been a good uh, answer to a previous series we did on uh, what's something people wouldn't necessarily know about you. So you, you covered two topics in one there. That's efficiency right there. Yeah. That is. So, Brian, i got to ask, do you play any instruments? Yeah, well, I, I majored in music, and trumpet was my primary instrument, or excuse me, primary instrument. But I, uh, I had to learn them all as part of the curriculum, so I played oh, wow. several instruments. Very yeah. cool, a trumpet. So my stepson is a trumpeteer. Is that is that the right trumpeter? Am I saying that right? <laughs> yeah, trumpeter, trumpeteer. Yeah. 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 Yes, yeah, so he uh, just uh, eighth grade band. So he he was rocking it. He did some Billy Joel. He did a Billy Joel, what do they call it when you do several songs at once? I'm losing it here live. Oh, yeah, yes. like a, med a medley? A medley, Netflix, yes, yeah. a Billy Joel medley. So I, I enjoyed jamming to that about five times a day for about six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. You have a new appreciation for Billy Joel now. I, I definitely do. <laughs> or depreciation, one of the two. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, well Brian, Thank you so much for taking the time and, and bearing with us through this uh, random personal question. Uh, looking forward to seeing you and the team from TBI at the show coming up in just under three months now. And Brian, we'll put a link to those videos you guys have uh, produced on our website on the landing page of this podcast so people can check those out. Awesome. Yeah, guys, I appreciate the time and make sure you watch those videos all the way to the end. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right. And we'll talk to you again here uh, in about another month. Awesome. Sounds good, guys. Craig, just more outstanding stuff from our guest, Brian Reynolds, bringing it, as always, uh, when he helps support our content here at Channel Partners, giving us some excellent information on video content, on the Thunderdomes. Um, it is fun watching those vendors in action go at it and, and how Brian tries to keep everything as calm as possible. As calm, but yet as interesting as possible, I should say. Yeah, he's sort of the Mills Lane uh, flashback there for you of the That's Thunderdomes. It's classic, classic reference. So TBI's partner community also, Kevin, it's worth noting, should keep an eye out for some news from us, good old channel partners and channel futures in those monthly news segments we were talking about. Yeah, hopefully you and I don't show up in that blooper reel. But as we mentioned earlier, we are just kind of one big blooper. Speak for yourself, homie. <laughs> anyway, also worth mentioning the Emily that Brian was referring to throughout was Emily Ball. She's a partner marketing specialist over there at TBI. They make an excellent team on those videos, and it sounds like she's the one who does all the real heavy lifting for those, uh, kind of like me on these podcasts. Well, Craig, we all know those are complete untruths. You are the far more professional person on this podcast and definitely have the voice for radio, but uh, I definitely bring the talent. <laughs> 
All right. So uh, we want our audience to take us at least a little seriously here. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't take myself seriously with what I just said. You know, we a lot of the times fly completely by the seat of our pants on these podcasts. That should be completely obvious to our loving casties. <laughs> yes. Well, here's a shocker, Kevin. We've actually got a guest already lined up for our next edition. So, Craig, hold on just a minute. Are you actually saying that we can tease what's coming up next time? That's right, Kevin. On the next Coffee with Craig and Kevin. Craig, watch out! There are some highly effective sales and marketing tips coming your way. I missed them. I wasn't ready. That's okay, Craig. We've got Robin Robbins, creator of the Technology Marketing Toolkit, who will talk about her can't-miss pre-con event at Channel Partners Evolution. So, MSBs, VARs, IT services firms, and other partners will experience FOMO if they miss it? And have the same feeling if they miss our next podcast? Yes, Craig. We mentioned Robin's Precon for the first time on our last podcast. Now we're actually following through with something and getting Robin to talk to us. It's a miracle. She obviously hasn't heard our show. No doubt, Craig. Can't wait! And as always, you can catch the archive of Coffee with Craig and Kevin. We're sure you want to after listening to this one. You can go to SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in Channel Partners Online in the search bar. Or, of course, you can find us on the flagship, ChannelPartnersOnline.com. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you again next time. You stay classy, Channel Disruptors. It's 7 a.m. Say it in the street, that's a knockout. But just say it in a tweet, that's a cop-out. And I'm just like, hey...